paging all associates, please come to the conference room for a little conversation. Hello and welcome to this little conversation nine, brought to you by and associates. This is Preston Eberlin, along with Carson. <laughs> <laughs> I just scared the shit out of my dog. <laughs> Good poor girl. Um, but so we will be talking about certain things in this little conversation. Uh, this little conversation is actually about the Olympics, but if you listen to our full conversation or our full um, episode <laughs> on Monday, then you will know that we left a little teaser that we're going to talk about some random things at the beginning. So first, we'll go in with these random things. So Carson, what have you been listening to, reading, watching? Okay, so this past week or so, I read so many adoption law cases and a bunch of issues surrounding adoption law and child welfare and, like, the social and emotional issues and read about surrogacy and things like that. Um, It was mostly depressing. (laughs) Um, But it inspired me to think about child welfare and how we could rethink and revamp that entire system and just like kind of turn it around because I think the way that we deal with it right now is pretty like messed up um as far as like pulling kids from homes it causes a lot of a lot of trauma both like from on the parents and then the kids and then um anyone who experiences trauma then there can be like secondary trauma so it just is a lot and really like if we can prevent that i think that we should For sure. um, but it was interesting because i learned about like the indian child welfare act and things like that mm. um and then i've been listening to um i'm still still bumping hamilton and Naturally. folklore and that's all i'm listening to all the time 24 7 um you would be proud of me i i finally listened to folklore really what'd you think um i really liked it it was so um chill i think is the best Mm -hmm. way to describe it um and um it just it was a very relaxing thing to listen to like on my walks and uh, everything mm-hmm. like it's one of those things that I there are only certain songs that I would listen to like in the car um, mm-hmm. because of the, the the vibe I'm going for when I'm driving. Um, oh, my God. But honestly, okay. it uh, it is a very good album. And I just saw and I don't know if right. you saw this, but it outsold her most recent or her other her pr- previous releases um, for for. Really? A week, yeah, and which like broke like all the records because it outsold the other top ten artists or whatever or some. Wow. Yeah. So that's amazing. There's your Tay Tay. I'm glad that you listened to it, and I'm glad that you liked it. It's really meaningful and impactful for me. So when any of like my best friends listen to it, I told Ricky, I was like. Listen, I need you to listen to folklore, but I also like I need you to like it. Like we're <laughs> Team Taylor and we like this because I just can't handle people in my life not liking it right now. <laughs> I just that's it's I, I can't I can't I can't understand why someone can listen to that and not like it. Like I can understand not liking that type of well, it's music. different than anything she's done. Right. So anyone who's like a Swifty 
might be like, ooh. But I think it actually is the opposite. Yeah. Like everyone who was a Swifty is like, <gasps> Taylor! Yeah. And then people who weren't part of her fan group are like, wow, this is a really good, really chill CD. Yeah. I stand. Correct. So, and then I watched, I binged, um, I think I only started watching it like over the weekend. So I binged it in like a disgustingly short amount of time but i watched love on the spectrum how is it and um so it's it's good um i feel like i have some issues with it like the producer is kind of weird and asks some weird questions yeah um i haven't like read any reviews about it or anything but i do i am a big believer in like representation mm-hmm. and um just people being exposed to um people who think differently look differently act differently whatever and so one of those things might be like i, I don't think that a lot of people who have autism spectrum disorder are represented in film or if they are it's by like actors who don't actually have it or like producers with like no experience so um so like there's the show atypical on netflix which is pretty good Mm -hmm. and then the show the good doctor but as far as like or and then i think like the big bang theory i i don't know if what's his face sheldon no Really? Are you sure? I don't... Well, I don't know. I stopped watching it at one point, but they don't, I think, explicitly ever say it. And I I think it's one of those things where they're like, no, he's just a weird guy. Like, like, literally, Um, and they don't... And that's one of those things with the Big Bang Theory. Uh, Unpopular opinion, but it is a much more, I think, misogynistic show than... Some people give it credit for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the fact that one of the characters can't speak to women unless he's drunk. Like, <laughs> oh, for sure. No. Anyway, all of that aside, um, I think that um, Love on the Spectrum is a very cute show, and it just goes through um, people dating and who are in, like, their mid or late 20s. Um, And so, you know, I was watching it and taking notes. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, ah, this is how you date. Ah, I gotcha. Gotcha. (laughs) Um, And then the only other thing interesting in my life right now is uh, I went for a bike ride and um, ran into this guy who, he said his name was Frank, and I don't have any reason not to believe him, but also his name might not be Frank. Good. <laughs> um, Sounds safe. <laughs> so anyway, shout out to Frank. No, he's actually really cool. Is he going to listen uh, to our podcast? <laughs> Maybe. I think he definitely would if I invited him. Um, <laughs> he, um, but he's uh, he's telling me that there are coyotes in Columbus. <laughs> and as kind of like... Okay, Frank. Um, but then I looked it up, and he's right. There are. Because he was telling me, he's like, be careful. Like, I just saw the coyote. And I was like, yeah, me too. I see the coyote. Huh? Oh, no. Um, but no, he was being very serious. Like, they're 
coyotes are like city dwelling animals very much so and they've been like in and around columbus a lot lately um so a psa to um everyone that coyotes are real (laughs) well god bless frank for letting us know frank was actually really cool um and very uh talkative guy it was nice to meet him so shout out to frank shout out frank maybe he's our irish listener um was he irish Um, perchance i didn't ask darn it (laughs) well i think you kind of would have noticed but (laughs) well now that's not fair well if he like had an accent i'm just going to assume if he i was thinking like an accent not the way he looked (laughs) (laughs) well okay but what if it was just like you on the street and you're speaking with one of your weird accents? <laughs> then someone would be like, he's from Norway. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, so, uh, you good? Anything else? Yeah, I don't think I... Oh, I guess I should probably mention that... Um, I think I've talked about Brooklyn Nine-Nine a couple times. Yeah, you have. Um, and I... I do still like the show, but I I want to acknowledge that um, a lot of the uh, there have been several people that I have seen that like I follow personally on social media who have spoken out about Terry Crews who is on the show, mm-hmm. um, and I guess he had some controversial tweet and statements in June I think that I had completely missed. Um, so I just wanted to acknowledge that and just um, say that um, I guess it's one of those like separating the art and the artist kind of situations. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, so yeah, I guess just wanted to acknowledge that. That's the only other thing I had. Thank you. Um, so I have a bunch of things that I watched uh, and. We'll listen to. So I listened to the Taylor Swift album. Um, very good. Still listening to parts of it. Um, I've been watching... There was another Battle of the Brits. <laughs> uh, I don't know what that is. Tennis. Wait, did you, is that something that you've already explained on the show? Well, the last time, yeah, I, we talked about the Battle of the Brits where it was just <laughs> the men playing. But this time it was a team sport. So there were two... Um, British teams that were playing against each other. Tennis, everyone. Uh, it's a tennis sport. Um, and so that was going on. And like Andy Murray was playing, Jamie Murray was playing, and Judy Murray. I just... Judy Murray. Judy. I love Judy so much. She also has a Judy. Twitter account and she is just so funny. Um, but yeah, so she... Uh, anyway, that... That was going on. So that was just, it was fun to watch live tennis. Uh, I did watch, after our episode last week, I did watch Athlete A. Um, a very... Can we pause and and I want to ask you about Athlete A in just a second? Yeah. Okay. Do you... I want to, I want to, I want to, I have some specific questions, but I uh, want to know like what else you're watching and reading to. Oh. Or listening to. Um, let's talk about Athlete A right now. Because my other things are, well, I guess I'll talk about them now because they're lighthearted. So um, I've been watching some stand-up by Tom Segura. 
I do not think you should watch him, Carson. I do not think you would like him. Um, Why? Uh, he's a very, like, <laughs> I don't know how to be like, he's a very man <laughs> stand-up. But, like, some of his jokes, I'm even like, ooh. <laughs> um, but he's, like, not PC at all. Um, but he's, I, I don't know. It's it's something that, like, I re- rediscovered his stand-up. And it's just, it's it's stupid funny. Like, I actually, like, belly laughed at some of his jokes, and I was like, what's happening? Um, so, yeah, it was, and he's got a bunch of specials on Netflix, so, uh, he's, he's, he's funny. Uh, and then I also, so the second season of The Umbrella Academy came out on Friday, and so I binged that on Friday night and Saturday. Um, and have you, you haven't watched Umbrella Academy, have you? No, but I saw a preview for it, yeah. um, and it looks really interesting. So it's superheroes, but like in the unconventional sense. So basically, like these seven um, kids were taken at childhood to like become superheroes and stuff. But then, like the first season, it's them all childhood trauma. Yeah, yeah. So they're all like grown <laughs> up, and they're all like a mess, basically. Um, and just like it's hijinks mm-hmm. ensues basically, and the 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 story is a very feral story, and like there's a lot of things happening. But the what I like most are the characters, the character development of some of the characters. Like Klaus is one of my favorite characters, um, and I could do a, just a case study on him. Um, and five, five is also very good, and. I, I just, it's it's a very good, uh, funny show that also just, mm. I don't, I think you might like it. I mean, it's a very quirky, weird um, superhero take. So it's just another take on the superhero. Um, kind of like the X-Men, but like, if the X-Men um, came off Wish.com. <laughs> Wait, why... Why wouldn't I like it? Because I watched the preview and I thought it looked interesting. I don't know. I You might like it. Um, I don't know. Um, so, yeah. So, highly recommend it. If you watch it, let me know what you think. Um, but, yeah. Definitely start with the first season. Because <laughs> the second season <laughs> starts with a lot. So, uh, okay. I'm ready for your athlete aid questions. Okay, um, I guess just generally, like, what did you think about it? Um, so I forgot that I watched something, and I could not figure out what it was, um, about the whole Larry Nasser situation um, on, I think, HBO? Um, yes, so At the Heart of Gold. Okay was the one that I watched because there was a lot of footage and stuff that I remembered. And I was like, have I already seen this? Um, okay. But it wasn't. But Athlete A is a, is like a relatively new release, isn't Correct. it? Correct, yes. And At the Heart of okay. Gold came out in 2019. That's one reason I was like, oh. have I already... Because literally halfway through, I was like, some of these interviews are like... I've seen that. I was having deja vu and I was like, am I going... Am I going crazy? Um, but, like, when they were talking about the camp uh, down in, what was it, Texas or whatever? Texas. Like, that, that so, was yeah. a big part of the HBO doc, too. And so, mm. um, 
yeah, anyway, to talk about what I thought of it, I thought um, it was very well done. It was very clear that this documentary had a focus on, um, oh, wow, I forget her name. Um, well, the, the athlete A, right? Um, mm-hmm. And I... I I'm, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say I'm blanking on her name, too. Yeah. But... I'll, um, so, but in terms of the quality of the documentary, it's clear that I'm not sure the focus at all was, so I think it was a good documentary. I'm just not sure that they knew what they wanted to tell. Because there were times when it would jump from Mm -hmm. the Larry Nassar to the U.S. Olympics to the, to, um... Maggie Nichols to, sorry, Maggie Nichols is athlete A. Um, Just to like a bunch of different things to the way that USA, which like, I guess that's the issue with this topic is there are so many things going on and so many different Mm -hmm. things to talk about. But honestly from, and I, I should have probably watched the other documentary again to say this, but I would recommend the other documentary um, over this one. Um, really just, I I think it had more of a focus. Um, yeah. So, and I think, was this one, Oh God, do you know if this one was produced by Netflix? It's like a Netflix. Yeah. It's well, it has the Netflix logo. So I'm assuming. Yeah. Okay. Which sometimes the Netflix (laughs) stuff is, it seems to be like rushed sometimes. And I'm like, Ooh, um, which I'm not sure that this was rushed, but it definitely, um, like I, th- I, th- I just, I feel like it could have been more focused. There were just times when it would jump from, from talking about the camps to then t- talking about the, the trial with Larry Nasser. And I was like, they they were trying to do a through line, but it was kind of hard to follow chronologically. And if, mm-hmm. if. Honestly, if I had not watched the other documentary and halfway through, like, realized that I had seen and heard about all this, I probably would have got lost. Um, but again, that being said, I would probably give it three out of five stars. Um, because in terms of a documentary, in terms of what they're spotlighting and what they're trying to talk about, um, it's something that I think a lot of uh, uh, people need to hear and know what's going on. Um, mm-hmm. But and just to be clear, it's it's about the abuse allegations surrounding USA gymnastics and specifically uh, Larry Nasser mm-hmm. um, through the who he was involved with several different athletes through the years. Hundreds um, for anyone who doesn't know. Yeah, H- hundreds is the number in the hundreds. Hundreds. Wow. Um, that also that are part of this. How many are part of the suit, the lawsuit? Do you know? I, not offhand. Okay. Um, but I think it is an important story, and I think that the reason that I asked if it was produced by Netflix is because I'm pretty sure that Netflix did the trials of uh, Gabriel. Um, what's his last name? Is it Fernandez or Her- Hernandez? Um, who who are you talking I, about? Aaron Hernandez? So, no, no, no. So there's, it, it's a sort of a sidebar, but Netflix had another documentary that they produced about a little boy who was abused and um, 
yeah. ended up dying. Um, and it was a really important story that needed to be told. Um, but as far as like documentary production, I say this with all the authority <laughs> in the world. We like, know all about it, documentary. But it's like, it just wasn't great because yeah. it was hard to follow. And in my opinion, was unnecessarily dramatic. <sighs> and I think they kind of tried to add some of the drama to Athlete A. And I think you can tell a story without adding like, like the fake sort of Hollywood drama. Right. Well, that's the thing is the story is crazy anyways. And the things that would happen to mm-hmm. them at the camps and stuff were crazy enough that they, they didn't need the, the, I, I I don't know. It just, uh, there was something about the documentary that definitely, and yeah, it was a murder of Gabriel Fernandez. You're correct. Okay. Um, and okay. it was produced by Netflix. And that was one that I actually, I wanted to watch as well. Um, because, uh, I saw it there on Netflix and, yeah, um, it's good. Okay. Horrible story. Only watch it. Like if you can recenter yourself. Gotcha after that's um, good to know um and yeah what any other questions about athlete a um i don't think so but i do think like bringing it up now can segue us into our olympic discussion so there's that like whole dark side and negative aspect of the um olympics and the usa gymnastics that i think that when we're watching the olympics we don't know or understand Mm -hmm. or see um but i think what we're gonna do is highlight like some of the the awesome parts and the happy parts and just like the really memorable moments uh sure (laughs) uh maybe i don't know (laughs) (laughs) no for the most part you're correct yeah um we're gonna talk about moments that i i guess like we either have heard about or that we watched um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, some of these first couple of ones I definitely didn't watch because they were before I was born. So <laughs> would have been weird to watch. But they're um, BP before Preston. Yes, they were BP, not British Petroleum. Um, <laughs> so the first, if if Carson, if I may go ahead and go down, take it away. So the first one I want to talk about is Muhammad Ali. Um, who won the gold medal in light heavyweight division at the 1960 Summer Olympics, which were in, can you guess, Carson? I don't know. <laughs> guess, a, guess a city. Um, uh, Milan? Close. It was in, Is that even one that's hosted? I don't, I don't know, but it was in Rome, so you were close-ish. <laughs> um... But he was only 18 years old. And also, it should be noted that his ta- his name at the time of winning um, the Olympics was um, Cassius Marcellus Clay Jr. Um, but then when he became a black Muslim in 1964, that's when he changed his name to Muhammad Ali. Um, Marcellus, like Marcellus, like Marcellus that yeah. was on our show. Yeah. Is it spelled the same way? Um, I don't think it's spelled the same way. I don't, I, there's a lot of, I don't know. I would, I don't know. I don't remember how Marcellus that was on our show spells his name, but his name is Muhammad (laughs) Ali because that's what he changed it to. So anyway, 
The reason I brought his up was one, because one of the greatest of all time uh, in terms of boxing, mm-hmm. um, really like one movie that I remember watching as a child and just like feeling the American rah-rah was Rocky uh, and then actually watching Muhammad Ali um, box um, is something that's just amazing and um is he in that movie? No, no. It's just it's just oh, something okay. that like first got me into boxing. Sorry, um, not that okay. like I'm super yeah, into yeah, boxing, yeah. but um, shout out to Muhammad Ali who also. So this was 1960, Carson. Um, now 1960 mm-hmm. America um, was not 2020 America by any means. Uh, however, a lot of the conversations were the same, right? So, um, did you happen to know what happened to Muhammad Ali's medal when he got back to America? No, I have no idea. Although I think I should know because I I do remember reading books about him as a kid and um, I probably have watched a movie or two. But anyway, what happened? So, um, basically, what, what the... the the story that he tells, I think, in his autobiography, and there's some conflicting um, conflicting reports about um, whether or not this really happened, but for sure, the first part happened, which was what he did was when he got back to America, he had his Olympic medal on, and he went into a restaurant that was segregated and said, hey, serve me. Because he was an Olympian for the United States. And he was like, how are they not going to serve me? Um, And uh, this was in Louisville, Kentucky. And um, basically, they did not serve him. And in his rage, um, he threw his gold medal into the Ohio River. Into the Ohio River. um, Because he thought... Oh, the Ohio. Yeah. Um, nice. But think about an 18-year-old man who just won a medal for his country. He goes back to his country, tries to be served in a restaurant, and um, is is not is not served because of the color of his skin. Um, after winning a medal for his country, and so one thing is, there's been some conflicting reports as to whether or not. Um, he did throw his medal into the river or whether or not he just lost his medal. But that's what he tells in his autobiography. So that's the that's the story I'm going with. Um, but it's for sure certain that he did face discrimination when getting back to America. Mm-hmm. And um, for sure it happened in restaurants that um, they discriminated against him. So the reason I bring that up is because in 1996... Carson, we were alive. Where were the Olympics? I'll, t- I'll give you a hint. They were in America. Oh, okay. Los Angeles. Cool. Not close. Atlanta. LA has definitely hosted. Yeah, but it's in Atlanta. So it's not like geographically close. Um, so it was Atlanta. And so this was Muhammad Ali um, had already, he, he, he had already been diagnosed with Parkinson's, but there was this big, uh, hubbub about who is gonna light the Olympic f- flame. Who is gonna who is gonna be mm-hmm. there? And so um, at the opening ceremonies, he kind of like appears um, right by the mm-hmm. the flame, and he receives the flame, and then he he does the lighting, even with like his hand shaking, but he still um, still gets the flame lit. He... Wait, why was his hand shaking? Because he has Parkinson's. 
Okay, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. But I didn't want to just assume. Sorry, I thought I, I thought I mentioned that. So he had been diagnosed with Parkinson's. Um, and okay. so um, it was a, it was a big surprise for him to come and be the one to light light the Olympic flame, uh, as it were. And the reason I bring up the 1996 Olympics as, as wonderful, and I highly recommend, if you have not seen him lighting the Olympic flame, that you go and watch it. But the reason I bring that up is because at those games, the president of the IOC um, delivered or presented uh, Muhammad Ali with a replacement gold medal for the one that he Aww. won in the 1960 Olympics, which was... Uh, it's it, about time. Right. So he got a replacement. With that, I think we can officially end our Olympics um, series of little conversations. <laughs> um, granted, uh, if you're listening to this and this is a uh, little conversation Olympics one, well, goodbye. If it's little conversations <laughs> again, Olympics again, goodbye. If it's little conversations again, again. <laughs> Goodbye. Um, but Carson, would you like to say anything to the people? Yeah, I'll say the Olympic theme song. <laughs> Wait, that's not coming out, right? <laughs> Dang it. Oh, so close. Ba-bum, bum, bum. I don't know. <laughs> Thank you, Carson. I tried. <laughs> and with that, I would say goodbye, everyone, and have a great Thursday and get back to work.